Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm so, I'm so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Adam, and I'm the volunteer coordinator here at DHC. Um, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that we're still doing this. And a lot of you have asked about our reopening and how that's looking and all I, all I can say is, and John sent out a message last week, our lead pastor John, but all I can say is, is that um, we are prayerfully hoping to do that soon. And so stand by, we're working with the museum to figure out hopefully when we can be back uh, with each other physically, even with some social distancing and all the parameters that we need to put into place. But I'm thrilled that you're here. And I'm thrilled that you're here as we talk about this idea, series, thoughts, whatever you want to call it. And, and we're diving into this idea uh, called Better Off. And, I, and, and so you may be noticing, at least if you've watched me before, this doesn't look like my normal scenery. I've given the message a couple times during you know, the coronavirus pandemic. And, and you might be thinking, that doesn't look like where he was before. No, because I have an infant at home. And I needed to get out of my house to film this message because let me tell you, there was, there was no way that I was going to be able to get this message done in my own home, uh, especially this week. So um, I'm over at a friend's house. We've got all the whole system set up. Look at this light too. Do you see this? This is an exciting thing. So the screen, like the, uh, like the slides are going to go right over this today. It's going to be, I think it's going to be an exciting time. So uh, we look forward to the little things during this time. But uh, I love this idea that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks called better off. And I think what I've loved so much about it was specifically the way that John has started each message by asking this question. And, and here's the question. Are we better off without God? I mean, in one of the things that he's done that I think is so inspiring that I want to do again, especially if this is your first time watching this message uh, or this series and maybe you're catching it or you're jumping in a few weeks late or you're trying to catch up, is I want to ask the question about the same thing that John's been asking is, have you heard that John Lennon song, Imagine? And in that song, there are no heaven, there's no heaven, there's no God, there's no religions. And, and what we've decided in that particular song is that we're better off if that happens. And, and it's one of those things that it's such an iconic and a classic song, but every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh man, like, are we really better off if that happens? Are we really better off if we, if we do all those things? And so one of the things that John has referenced in the past, which I think is so good, is that in 2016, Harvard University set out to answer this question. And there was this big, massive study that surveyed a bunch of people about, you know, hey, are we better off? What does it look like um, is, if, we, if we dive into this? Are we better off with no religion, no heaven, no God? And the truth is, the fact of the matter is, is that what they concluded was no, that we are not better off without God. In fact, there are tremendous physical and mental benefits to having God, religion, a part of your life, specifically having Jesus Christ in your life as your personal Lord and Savior. And so one of the things I love about this is that this study actually gives so many practical examples, whether that's lower mortality rates or better marriages or more contentment. And one of the things that I wanted to just personally say, because when I get these messages, I like to be as personal as I can, and I like to just be hopefully as, as down to earth as I can. But one of the things that I just wanted everybody to know about my life is that I feel like I am better off with God. 
is that I actually am, and I became a Christian at a very young age, and by the way, this is given the disclaimer that I don't get everything right, just like you don't get everything right, but here's just one of the things that I believe. I just believe that I'm better off with God, that my life was set on a different path and different trajectory because I said yes to following after him, and had I not, there would be a lot of things in my life that I would not probably approach in the same way or do the same way or look at the same way. I'd pro I mean, and we all get angry, but I probably have a lot shorter fuse than I do now. We all kind of lose our cool at times. I probably would do that more often. I, I, who knows what I would be doing in my life if I didn't have God to center me? Because I said yes to Jesus at a very young age and began following after him. And that journey has had its ups and downs. But here's just a couple of things that I just believe about that as we get into today's topic. is With Jesus, right, specifically with Jesus, your life is better. I just believe that you, if you look at someone who, and if they're a true Jesus follower and they say, I have said yes to following after Jesus. If you look at the life of a true Jesus follower, that yes, their life is better. With Jesus, your life is better. Subsequently, I also believe that if you say yes to following after Jesus, something else happens. Not only will your life be better, but I just believe that you will be better at life. I just believe that you'll be better at life. I believe that you're going to make wiser decisions. I believe that you're going to make better financial decisions. I believe that you're going to make better relational decisions. I believe that you, with Jesus in your heart and Jesus in your life, will be better at life. So one of the things that we've been doing is we've been actually looking at this idea of doing better as it relates to a number of things in our life. So two weeks ago, John talked about doing better and what that looks like to do better at work and how God leads us in that way. Work unto the Lord as it's just such an interesting concept that we go to work and we do things and we're like, man, like I hate this, but we're really working for God. So if you missed two weeks ago, just tune in. It was Go back and watch it. It was great. And then last week, John talked about gratitude, about living life with a life of gratitude, saying thank you to those around you, to God who've, who've given you so much and what that looks like. And then today we're going to talk about service. And we're going to talk about where in our life, when we want to do, when we want to do better with God at the center of it, that we would actually give back and what that looks like and how that would actually make our life better. And we would be better at life because of it. Because if God lives in us and Jesus lives in us, then that should be an outpouring of our heart for us to do better at these things in life. And it would make our life better and we would do better in life. And as we talk about service, there's a lot of things that you could talk about related to service, but let me tell you specifically what I'm going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the idea of volunteering, giving back. Some people call it free labor. We're going to, there's a lot of ways you can look at service and there's a lot of ways you can look at generosity. But in terms of doing better, in terms of being better at life, I'm going to talk about these things here today specifically, and free labor is kind of a joke, but it's not. It's the idea of volunteering and what that looks like. So before we dive in, I think this is so important for us to look at a verse and to look at what it says about the idea of giving, right? Because at the end of the day, if we talk about service and when we give, we do better and we're better at life. What does it look like if we do that? So I, I love this verse. It's so key. Acts chapter 20, verse 35, and it says this. In everything I did, right, I showed you by this kind of hard work 
that we must help the weak, don't miss this, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it's written by the Apostle Paul, by the way, side note, okay? We must remember the words the Lord Jesus himself said, and then he says this, it is more blessed to give than receive. Hmm. It's more blessed to give than receive. It's more blessed to give than receive. I started to think about this. I started to ask this question. It's better. I started like, like I was doing this in a mirror as I was brushing my teeth one day. I was like, it's better to give than to receive. Now I know they've told us that. I know Paul said that. Is it really? So I started to ask myself this question because I'm a new parent and I mean, we're in the middle of, you know, the summer months here and we're approaching the fall and Christmas will be here before we know it. I started to think of to myself, you ever seen a kid on Christmas morning? Have you ever seen a kid who doesn't get what they want on Christmas morning from Santa, from the Lord, from their parents, you name whoever it is. Have you ever seen this happen? Right? Well, I have. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't know based on that thing that giving is better than receiving, even though it is, right? And so I think it's important for us to land there. Giving is better than receiving. So here, if, if we believe that and we're talking about doing better, got all those things wrapped up into one, right? So here's my question. When, right, when is the last time you gave, let's specifically talk about time. This is not about money or energy or like, this is time. When is the last time you gave of your time for someone else? Because here's one of the things that I believe, and this is, by the way, this is not smack dab hitting somebody straight between the eyes unless maybe it does and you need to experience conviction because of this. I don't know where you're at, right? This is not like directed at any person, but here's just one thing that I just believe. Most people, right? I just believe most people are self-centered. It's, it's human nature to be self-centered. It's human nature to live in that little box to go, okay, life is about me. Even though we try to tell ourselves it's about other people, even people who are Christians, right? We live in this kind of like mindset where we go, life is about me because I have to think about my house, my car, my family, my education, my money, my job, like, right? Like life is about me, especially don't miss this. Cause I know a lot of you are watching from all over the country at this time, but this is especially true where our church is located in South Florida. Have you seen this? Because I will tell you, I came from a small town in Michigan and I had never seen anything like I saw when I came to South Florida because a lot of people down here are obsessed with and in love with themselves. Most people are self-centered, especially in South Florida. But here is something else that I want you to know. The church is often times self-centered. And that is where we kind of the rubber meets the road as it becomes to service. Because if we're going to do better, we can't focus on us, even in terms of our time or the way that we give back. We have to focus outward on other people. Have you ever met a Christian? Don't miss this. Have you ever met a Christian that was all about themselves? I have. And all they were worried about was how much they could get, how much they could read, how much they could spend time within a worship service, how long they could sit in their car and listen to Christian music, how long they could stay in their daily, like in their holy huddle, right? Have you ever met a Christian that was all about themselves? I have. There's a problem with that. Even though none of those things by themselves are bad, 
But the problem with that is that one of the core principles of the Christian faith is to serve. In fact, don't get me started here. I'm ready to preach. I'm telling you that Jesus came to walk this earth, not only to die so that we could live, but to convince people that life was about other people and not about them. One of the principles of the Christian faith is to serve those who are like you, those who are not like you, those who don't look like you, those who don't believe like you believe. One of the principles of the Christian faith is to live life not for you, but to represent Jesus outwardly to others on this earth. And here's just one of the things that I believe. You I want to talk about better off, right? You are better off when you give back. Maybe you're hearing this for the first time and you're like, man, I don't serve anywhere. I don't, I don't volunteer anywhere. I don't give them my time anywhere. I don't say yes to jumping in at all. You, you're, you're missing out. I'll talk about this at the end. It's like, I want to land the plane here, right? That you are better off when you give back. Here's, here's another thing I believe. You're better off when you serve someone else. Because so often we forget about those moments that happen when we say yes to serving about when we see someone else and we don't know their story, but we might discover their story and we find out there's so much deeper of a story and we actually take a moment out of our life to put our needs aside and to serve them. We're better off. Here's, here's another one. You're better off when you don't focus on you. Did you think about that? A lot of people are self-centered. A lot of Christians are self-centered. You're better off when you don't focus on you and you allow your mind and you shift to focus on someone else. One of my buddies at Downtown Harbor Church, he's probably watching, his name is Scott Sonnenberg. And one of the things we talk about sometimes is emotional issues and anxiety and depression. In fact, I talked about that maybe even the last time that I spoke and did a message here. And I, we, I asked him and he and I were having a conversation about that. And you know what, I, you know what he said to me, which is so interesting? He said, Adam, you know, anytime that I feel myself coming like up to a struggle with those kinds of things, you know what I do? I find a way to get, give back to someone else to take the focus off of me. And what I'll realize through doing that is that I don't need to focus on my own issues. I want to go help focus on serving someone else. And I'll realize that my problems really aren't as big as I think, which is why it's so essential for you to find a place. Don't miss this. This is so key. This is one of my favorite words. If you know anything about me, you know I've done this for a long time, but this is so key, which is why it's essential for you to find a place to volunteer. I have done more work with volunteers. The only thing I've done more work with in my life than volunteers is Disney, right? Uh, however, volunteers is a close second, and I have done more work with volunteers than any uh, group of people or anything I've done work with in my entire life. I just, my story starts in the local church as a volunteer. I um, walked in to an office in February of 2001 and had a conversation with a kids director and said, I want to say yes to volunteering and investing in the lives of kids. This is, this is the idea we're talking about today, service, giving back. And I will tell you, I'm only sitting here today giving this message some 20 years later, 18, 19 years later, is because I did that and said yes to volunteering. I just believe that volunteering has a positive impact on our physical and mental health right? One of the things that we've seen is that when we give back to others, a lot of times it's physically demanding when we do this. Even if you ask our church, the people who are in our load in and load out team, like, man, I got to carry a bunch of stuff around here. And, and then the mental side of it is so 
rewarding as well. But I love what the scripture says about service and the idea that when we say yes to serving, that we are better and that we help people see that God is good and that we do better and that God does better through us. It's all of those things combined. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, Each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. What I love about this is that all of us are not gifted the same, that you're gifted in one way and I'm gifted in another way. It's, it's one of the reasons that we put multiple communicators on stage at Downtown Harbor Church. Because like we have John um, and Christina. Christina speaks, you know, uh, rarely, but from time to time. And John's our, our uh, main guy. He's our lead pastor. And so he's speaking a lot. By the way, have you noticed when John speaks that the whale placement over there to his right is just phenomenal? It's been phenomenal in the videos. And every so often there's a little flower that pops out of the whale. This is, I mean, I don't know how much time and effort was put into the whale, but I would just like to recognize it and give props because I got I think it's a real good thing. Anyway, all of us are gifted differently. And, and, and we might even have different communication styles, but that's, that, that's so key is that we all kind of join together. That's when our gifts are... Um, of one body and we and we serve together and that's so key but we're all gifted differently and then in first john chapter 3 verse 18 it says dear children do not let us love let, i'm sorry excuse me dear children let us not love with words or speech but with actions and truth don't let it just be about your words put your words into action now, you know what i love about this you know what he's saying here put your money where your mouth is Ooh, rock and roll, round and around you go, yoo-hoo. That's what I'm saying, right? Put your money where your mouth is. Don't just say it. You really want to mean it? Do it. Which is why I believe that churches around America and our world live by that 90-10 rule. That 10% of the people do 90% of the work and it's bogus because people don't respond to this and they go, I go to church i play the spectator sport but i don't live in the game i don't plug into the game and sure enough you know what happens because they don't serve or they haven't served they are not better off the world is not better off because this is something that very few of us have responded to yet so the question is i love this right this is so key Okay, Adam, you convinced me. I'm going to say yes to volunteering. I'm going to say yes to serving. If you already serve, we'll talk about you in a second. Okay, here's the question. How do I start doing this? Maybe I'm at Downtown Harbor Church in Fort Lauderdale and you guys aren't open yet, but you hope to be open soon. Maybe my church is newly opened, you know, and they've reopened their doors. Maybe they haven't opened yet. Maybe my community needs me. How do I start doing this? Okay, let me give you a couple of key advices. If you're physically with us, right? You can get our, our church right here on Facebook. You can send us a message right after the message uh, today. Um, you can, excuse me, that was a little bit confusing. You can send us a direct message on Facebook after the message today completes if you want to plug in. So first of all, it's this. If you're local to DHC, plug into Downtown Harbor Church. You'll be connected with me, and I will go ahead and help you plug into our church. Even when that opens back up, you'll be connecting with some other volunteers. It's a really cool thing. If you're not a part of DHC locally, I would encourage you this, plug into your local church, 
right? If you're if you're involved in a local church and you're like, you know what, I've known that they, uh, I need to get plugged into volunteering for a long time. They, they probably even set up their, hey, we need people to plug in, uh, which I, I think is a very bad recruiting strategy. And I could talk about that with leaders of volunteers all day long, but you've probably heard it because everybody does it. That's why I think it's a bad strategy. Regardless, you probably know that there might be a need. So maybe it's time for you to plug into your local church. Maybe you're just dipping one big toe in the water and you need to dive into volunteering service so that we can be what? I've been saying it all message long. Better. Maybe it's outside of the church. Maybe it's not just in the church. Maybe you need to find a cause locally that you can give back to. Maybe, maybe you care about dogs and, and you need to go help walk some dogs that might need a home. Maybe... Maybe you want to help pick up trash and make something beautiful. Maybe you want to be a part of some type of movement that, that's, that, that might be going on now, or maybe it's in your local community. I don't know what that is for you, but you do. Find a cause that you can give back to locally. And I think this is really key to volunteering. If you just jump in by yourself, you're going to find people that you enjoy doing this with. In fact, you might even find some new friends. Maybe you want to bring somebody with you, but I also think that it's so key for us to understand that so much about what you're going to find when you say yes to volunteering is people who have a similar heart as you. I could talk about this for an hour and how key that is. And so here's what I want to do. I want to just take a second. I want to put a picture on the screen. And the picture on the screen is a picture, here it is, ready? You can even put it, hey, can we do this? Is this possible? They're gonna tell me if it's possible or not. Can this be full screen? If, it, if that didn't work, I'm really sorry because that I just embarrassed myself and they are watching this in the editing room. They're going, that guy's an idiot. But anyway, I don't know if that worked or not, but here's, okay, so now it's probably over here, okay? Um, it's a picture of our, some of our, not all of our, but some of our volunteers at Downtown Harbor Church, some of our adult, welcome team, maybe some of our kids team in there. Um, let me tell you about these people. These people not only show up because they've found a church, but a cause that they're passionate about. Every single person in that picture serves for free. Some of them show up about 6.30 in the morning and stay till about 12.30 in the afternoon and lug equipment around and carry music equipment and audio equipment and kids equipment and stub their toes and you know, smash their fingers and are sweating out in the parking lot and dealing with folks who are walking by who are just some of them still uh let's say shall we let's shall we say having a little fun from the night before and and we're just encountering this but here's what i love about this group of people they understand what it means to serve they're making our church better they're making our community better but do you know at the end of the day who is better off because they've decided to serve they are themselves see what i love so much about volunteering is when you plug in you tend to think that you're just filling a need and then you de decide to go in and do it and you're there and you're like if you if you last for any length of time you're like wow i'm really the one who wins i'm really the one who benefits from this and so i started to think about okay specific let, let's take all those other things aside let's specifically look at the local church why, why would someone give of their hard-earned time and energy for free? Why would we serve? 
Why would we do this for no compensation? Why would we give back? Why would we do this? I think it's such an interesting idea to look at because there's so many byproducts and there's so many good things that can come of it. But here's the one thing that I just really believe is so key and so true, specifically about the local church that we all need to remember that happens when we say yes to serving. When you say yes to serving others, you are actually serving God. What do you mean? You're like, if we're talking about Jesus, I know his spirit is here, but he ain't here. What are you talking about? I'm glad you asked because Jesus addressed this very thing when he walked the earth some 2,000 and some years ago. And it says in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, 34 through 40, it says this. <clears throat> Don't you love it? <laughs> you know, getting ready. <laughs> Clearing the throat, okay? It says this. For I was hungry. And you gave, let me, let me, let me give a little context for this before even, he's talking to a group of people, right? Like the, these religious leaders of the time that, uh, the Pharisees, people from the Israeli, you know, uh, church state, uh, that, 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 that Jesus was addressing. It was so cute, right? Because I, I imagine these people listening to this, right? Who, who have maybe seen Jesus a, a time or two, or maybe they've seen it. It's so cute, right? He was, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And I imagine these righteous people just looking around at each other. Did you give him something to eat? I didn't give him something to eat. Did you, did, 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 you give, did you give him a cold beverage? I didn't give him a cold beverage. I'm, I, didn't, I don't know. He's talking to me, though. I think he's talking to me. I didn't give him anything. Hey, Steve, did you give, did you give him an iced Diet Coke? Did, I, you didn't. I didn't. Jesus goes on. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I didn't give him any clothes. You give him any clothes? I didn't give him any clothes. I did. I. 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 Did, I, I didn't invite him in. Did he stay the night at your house? I. Hey, Jim. Did Jesus? Was he in your guest room? I didn't invite him in, but he's talking to us. Did he? Did you do that? I don't know. Jesus goes on. I was sick and you look after me. You looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Did you know Jesus was in the jail? I didn't know he went to jail. I, they locked, they cuffed and stuffed him. I didn't know they cuffed and stuffed him. You, he was sick. Did, did he have the coronavirus? I didn't know he was sick. Like there's a lot of people who are, but I didn't know he was. Like, did you, did you know this? Did you know that they threw him in the lockup? I didn't know this, right? Jesus goes on and he says, then the righteous will answer him. Just like I was doing, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? We didn't see you hungry and feed you and thirsty. I'll give you something to drink. When, when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? Clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? We didn't do any of that. You didn't, you weren't sick. You weren't in jail. What are you talking about? And Jesus replied with the one thing that was so essential and important for us to hear nothing else. Hear this today. I like to say that in the messages when I have the opportunity to give them. If you hear nothing else, hear this today. Jesus said, 
king will reply. Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When you say yes to serving others, you're actually saying yes to serving God. Jesus confirms it and says it right here. Doing better. He calls us to do better. So if you're a volunteer at a local church, you might be asking, Adam, are you saying that when I show up to load up and carry music equipment and audio equipment and heavy kids things and load into church plants and I'm actually doing it to serve God and I'm doing it for him? That's what I'm telling you. Are you telling me that when I just stand at a door and might hand somebody a cup of coffee or say yes to somebody and say hi to somebody and maybe engage in a conversation that I'm actually doing that for God? That's what I'm telling you. Are you telling me that when I show up and don't want to come in, that I might actually show up and come in and walk through those doors and work with kids and I don't want to work with kids, but somebody might be dealing with something that I don't even know before I get there and that I sit there and might be the only voice they have in their life this week? You're telling me that I'm doing that and I'm actually doing it for God, for Jesus more specifically? That's what I'm telling you. But I'm not telling you that. I'm quoting him. That's what he said. It's better to give than to receive. And I'm not talking about just a little gift. I'm talking about your time. I'm talking about the blood, sweat, and tears that something else could be getting. It's better to give than to receive. So what's the practical? Dive in. 
right? Dive into the pool, dive into the deep end, go in because your life will never be the same if you do. What I love so much about serving is that we go into it and we think that we are the ones who are giving back to fulfill the need. But we walk away going, man, this has been really, really, really exciting for me to be a part of. So don't just dip one big toe in the water. And then lastly, I just want you to remember this when you do it. Don't ever make it about you. Always remember that your life should be about others and how to serve them and how to serve their needs. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. Keep that right in the forefront of what you're doing. It's just something that I believe. Your life is better off when it's focused on others. Your life is better off. I don't think I'm saying that bottom line, but I listen to mute. <laughs> I'm like looking at it and I feel like I'm dyslexic a little bit looking at it. The piano music's playing. Everybody's going, man, he's rolling at the end here. Let me say that correctly, okay? You're better off when your life is focused on others. You're better off when your life is focused on others. Is it? Have you found that place to serve? Because when you do, you, your family, your church, your community, We'll all be better off. Let me pray. Father, for who you are, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for telling us about this idea of service and what this means and how to give back. And God, I just pray that you would bless it as we go on this journey together and, and that we might have people plug in. I pray for people listening to this. They may plug in to organizations that they are able to serve and be a part of that they can give back to, and, and God, because you call us to, because we're better off. Our communities are better off. The church is better off. With you, we're so much better off when you do what, we tell us, what you tell us to do. And Lord, we'll just be so quick to make sure it's not about us and to say, this is why I'm doing it, because of you. We love you, God. We pray this all in Jesus' name.